Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Two Peas on a Pod podcast coming at you again on this lovely Thursday morning. And uh, we are so glad you tuned in to us today. We are back again with the Why I Believe series. And uh, we're just going to jump right into the topic today. Without further ado, we got a special guest with us today. We ain't going to spend much time on introductories, but he's a repeat guest. Brother Curtis Cordell is our pastor right here at the Vanceburg Holiness Church. And uh, today's topic is one that's very near and dear to our hearts, and that is the coming of the Lord. And uh, our pastor here was on uh, towards the beginning of the podcast, some of the first episodes we had. He talked about miracles and uh, just had a lot of miracles to share with us. We had, we've had some wonderful feedback on that particular episode, and he's back with us today. And uh, so we're overjoyed to have him on the podcast. Good to be here. Yes, sir. And uh, so, of course, everybody should know by now this is my father-in-law. And uh, Brother Zach's not able to be here. He's on the road traveling from far, fars away doing a doing a choir. And he's toward heading towards home. But he said to go ahead and do it without him. And uh, But we're here today. And this topic of the coming of the Lord, I think just about everybody should agree that the Lord's coming back. I don't think that's uh, that's too controversial. But the main question is the timing of his coming. When is he coming back? There's a lot of different uh, thoughts about it. There's a lot of different theories about it. And uh, But we want to uh, ask Brother Curtis Cordell some questions here today. And we're so glad he agreed to come on the podcast. And uh, he is just uh, very, very well studied, well versed. And he spent a long time preaching the gospel over 30 years and uh he's done just extensive study on prophecy that's uh that's uh his thing he loves prophecy and the coming of the lord and so we're going to start out asking him i wrote in, out some questions again there and uh and so brother kurt what does the bible teach about the lord coming back well it teaches imminency that it's the lord's coming is imminent and uh, the dictionary definition to imminent is likely to occur at any moment or impending. And, uh, you know, the Bible teaches us to watch and watch and watch and watch. It says that multiple times. Matthew 24 and 42 said, Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. It said, Watch therefore, in Matthew 25 and 13, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Mark 13, 33 said, Take heed, watch and pray, for you know not when the time is. The next verse says, For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey, who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. So it's watch, watch, watch. The next verse says, Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning. And he said, And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. So it's watch, 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 watch. And uh, if, uh, you know, if the coming of the Lord was in the middle of the tribulation, or at the end of the tribulation, you know, if it's mid-trib or post-trib, it uh, it wouldn't be so important to watch now. We'd have all those things to to look at, and you know the Bible teaches us that 
the coming of the Lord is going to be like a snare, like a snare that comes on all the earth and uh, like a thief in the night. Jesus said like a thief. Paul said like a thief. Peter said like a thief. And the Bible said in an hour that you think not. Now, all these things, all these things would be nullified and void if the coming of the Lord was in the middle of the tribulation. Because when you begin to see the things that the Bible describes in the tribulation, in Revelation, then you'd know there's something very conspicuous going on. You know, there's something very, very strange happening to the world here. And it wouldn't be like the Bible said, main, uh, some, some major verses there, even in the Gospels. You know, you don't even have to look in the Revelation or Daniel or whatever. But you can see in the Gospels that Jesus said, in the days, he said, the coming of the Son of Man would be like the days of Noah and the days of Lot. And uh, the Bible said they was eating and drinking and marrying, giving in marriage, building and buying and planting and selling. All those things. <clears throat> in other words, they was carried away with life. They was carried away with what they was doing. That's all their mind was on. And uh, really, there's no sin in any of those things. Except when you leave God out. When you say, you know, it didn't mention anything about the midday prayer service. It didn't mention anything about the Sunday morning service. But it just, they was totally enveloped and engrossed in life and money and things and houses and lands. And uh, the Bible said the flood came and just took them all away. They knew not until the flood came and took them all away. And then it said about Lot, they didn't believe Lot. Lot's own children didn't believe Lot. And the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, then fire and brimstone destroyed the city, the Bible said. So without them believing, with no warning as far as they had warning, like Noah's preaching and, and Lot, but they wouldn't listen to it and they didn't heed it. And it's like Peter said, that they would be scoffers. And uh, that's where we're at now, scoffers. We can say the Lord's coming, the Lord's coming. This thing's wrapping up. This thing's winding up. But it don't make no difference to people. They don't believe it. It's just uh, like uh, some of them say, the old timers say it's like pouring water on a duck's back. It just rolls off uh, to a lot of people. You know, if you're out in public and uh, if you're at the grocery store, if you're at the gas pump, look at somebody and say, the Lord's coming. <laughs> See what they, they'll think that, you know, you just got out of the insane asylum. Right. They'll think they just let you out or you escaped. Amen. They're not thinking about the coming of the Lord. And Peter said, you know, they'd be like that. They'd be scoffers. They wouldn't believe. They wouldn't be looking. And, uh, of course, the Bible said, no man knoweth the day nor the hour. Said not the angels and not even Jesus himself, not the Son. And, uh, but the Father only. So we have to watch. That's the main teaching of the coming of the Son of Man, the coming of Jesus, is to watch and to watch. You wrote down on those uh, on, on the notes here, uh, the question I gave you, you wrote down 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17, and it says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. You know, it says for the Lord himself. He, he's not going to delegate Gabriel or Michael. Mm -hmm. 
But they said this same Jesus is coming back. He's him himself right. shall. He shall. He shall come again. And uh, and so then it says with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive or remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. Amen. And so the second question um, that we wrote down here is that some talk about the signs of his coming. That's a very common saying, you know, the signs, the signs of his coming. Are we waiting right now for more signs for his coming, or can he come back right now? Yeah. If somebody was, you know, somebody might be wondering that, is there more signs I need to look for, or can he come back at this very moment we're doing this podcast? Well, that, uh, you know, it's a good question, but uh, what, like we just said, it's imminent. It's imminent. Watch, watch, watch. He could come any moment. He could come any second. And uh, there is no signs in the Bible to the rapture. There's no signs to something that uh, God didn't choose to even tell Jesus or the angels. So here's where people get confused a lot of times. A lot of uh, confusion and controversy, I think, stems from people failing to distinguish the second coming from the rapture. And it's a lot of difference. It's a big difference there. The rapture teaches plainly that the Lord is coming in the air to call us out. He's calling his children out of here. Amen. He's coming, and the Bible said we're going to meet him in the air. Plain. First Thessalonians 4 there that Austin just uh, read. Uh we are going to get caught up out of here to meet the Lord in the air, and we're going to the uh, judgment seat of Christ. We're going to the marriage supper of the Lamb, and uh, we're going to have a, uh, a seven-year bliss, a seven-year honeymoon, a seven-year glory-filled time with the Lord and with the saints of God while this earth is going to go through the worst seven years it's ever seen. Jesus told him, he said, there's never been any time like it before, and there will never be anything like it after that as far as horrible catastrophes and and just terrible uh, earth-shaking elements, earthquakes, and the stars falling out of the sky, and the moon turning to blood, and all the waters turning to blood, and all the things that the tribulation describes. Hundred-pound hailstones falling out of the sky. And all these things, it's going to be a terrible, terrible time while we're in glory. And Paul said, rest with us. He said, to you who are troubled right now, you might be going through hard things right now, but he said, rest with us when the Lord shall be revealed with his holy angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel. We're going to be at peace. We're going to be with the Lord. We're going to be at the marriage supper of the Lamb. We're going to be sitting down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob while this world is going through uh, terrible, terrible, uh, horrible things in the tribulation. But uh, that is a lot of the confusion. One man asked me one time, he said, uh, the Bible said, every eye shall see him, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess, and things like that, he was saying. And he said, you act like the you know the coming of the Lord is going to be a secret. I said, well, they don't say it's going to be a secret so much. It's going to be sudden. It'll be sudden. 
And uh, two will be in the field, one will be taken, one will be left. Two will be in the bed, one will be taken, one will be left. Two will be uh, grinding at the mill, one will be taken, one will be left. It will be a sudden thing, and like Paul said, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, bam. And uh, it will be, it'll be sudden. But that is the rapture. And the rapture and the second coming is two different things. And, uh, you know, that uh, uh, the Lord's coming back with his saints. But at first he's going to come to get his saints. He's going to come for us before he comes back with us. But Jude describes the second coming. And Jude said he cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment. The Lord is coming in wrath. He's coming in fury to judge sinners and to judge the lost that have rejected his son. I'll tell you what, it's going to be a horrible thing um, to be left here. It'll be a horrible thing to be on the wrong side of the Lord in the end. Revelation chapter 3 verse 14 is the last mention of the word church in Revelation. It's the last time church is ever mentioned, and the revelate and uh, tribulation don't start till Revelation chapter number six. Church is gone. Church is gone, and that's what the scriptures you've already mentioned. Some of them, there at Romans five, it says, "Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him." That's the tribulation is the wrath of God. Paul said, "You're going to be saved from wrath." Mm-hmm. Then Paul said again, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 9, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the scripture um, you already quoted there in 2 Thessalonians, where he who are troubled, come rest with us. When the Lord shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Revelation 3 and 10, Because I was kept order of my patience, I will also keep them from the hour of temptation. Over and over and over we read, Paul said three times, John said one time, just in those scriptures alone, you're not going to be here when God's wrath takes place. And that takes me back to one preacher I heard years ago. And, uh, you know, the we've talked a lot about Noah's Ark on this uh, podcast. And uh, I remember hearing about this and studying it years ago about the Ark and looking at that, that pitch. You know, Noah put that pitch with and within the Ark. And uh, that word pitch there is just tar. And I remember being at Marathon one time and uh, where I worked at that refinery and they had some tar around one of those pumps and it was hot and it was black and it was real creamy. But when it cooled down and it was done, it was like concrete. And uh, so I was looking at that tar and I thought, that's exactly what Noah used. He was using that tar and he was spreading it in between them cracks, all that wood. God said, place that pitch all over the ark. You know, we look at the ark encounter here in Kentucky and it's beautiful. The ark was not beautiful. It was black tar everywhere on Noah's ark and he go and he sealed that ark with the pitch with the tar well that word pitch there in the Hebrew in the book of Genesis is atonement that word in the Hebrew is atonement and it's the word kafar I believe it is and uh, and so in essence Noah you know some people some stories and whatever they may say there's a leak in the ark and you know they may have to patch some leaks I don't believe that for one minute because Noah according to the Bible was under the atonement And so Paul said again in Romans, I believe it's chapter 5, he said, We can joy in God through we are under the atonement of Jesus Christ. And uh, he never felt the the wrath of God was the raindrops. Every raindrop was God's wrath on the earth. And Noah never felt that, saved from wrath, just like we're going to be saved from wrath. Yeah, that's right. A lot of people want to say 
that we'll be saved like the the Hebrew children that was saved in Egypt. <coughs> they was put over in the land of Goshen, and God shielded them from the plagues, and uh, they were kept. But that's not what it teaches. And uh, that one scripture that you uh, uh, referred to there, when it talks about the church of Philadelphia there in Revelation, the Lord told them, because you've kept the word of my patience, I shall also keep thee from the hour. That is very important to look at. Keep thee from the hour of temptation that shall come upon all the world. And uh, that means we won't be here during that time. He didn't say that he'd protect us out of the tribulation or just keep his hand over us during the tribulation. But he said, you will not be there during that time. He said, I will keep thee from the hour. And uh, that's very, very uh, significant. Yeah, so in that question we asked, you know, is there, there's a lot of uh, people talk about the signs of his coming. Are we waiting for more signs? Uh, can he come back right now? We've already answered that question. Yes, he can come back this very second as you're listening to this. And so, but, you know, you said there, we're not waiting for any signs, but there are signs of the times. There are signs of the last days. And uh, one scripture I've heard you preach and quote a I don't know how many times, dozens upon dozens, I reckon, in Luke 21, where it says, In great earthquakes shall be in diverse places, and famines, and pestilences, and fearful sights, and great signs um, shall there be from heaven. And uh, the other day, me and my, my wife was uh, talking to us, and she mentioned that right here in Vanceburg, you know, this is a small town, right here in Vanceburg, on the front paper, there was an earthquake, a fire, um, COVID-19, and then there's a murder trial that's been going on here, all on the front page. And you made the comment, people, this is the last days. Yeah. You know, fulfilling this one scripture right here in Vanceburg. That's right. Um, signs are important to look at. The Bible give uh, has given many signs, and uh, they're not necessarily to the rapture, but they're to the end of time and the last days. And Whatever signs we're seeing, the rapture is that much closer. We know if we've got signs to the end of the age, and like Jesus told his disciples, then the rapture or the coming of the Lord, you know, will be seven years before the uh, the finality there at Armageddon. And uh, it, it's important to look at signs because Paul said, "This know also that in the last days, in the last days, perilous times shall come." Of course, that word perilous means dangerous, full of danger and risk. That's what perilous means. And you, uh, you know, look at what we've seen here in the last few years, how things have developed. Things are far more, the world's more dangerous than it's ever been. And our country, even right here in America, you might send your kids to school and uh, there might be a shooting at the school they go to, no matter even how rural it is if it's just a rural school if it's out in the country if it's in a city um you know even even those places have been uh you know hit with those kind of horrible things shootings and drugs everywhere and we don't you know some you might go to the grocery store and some disgruntled employee come in there with the 
some kind of you know assault yeah. rifle and there you go boom 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 practically yeah. every day in this country oh yeah there's a shooting somewhere right a, a massive yeah. shooting i should say more than two or three that die and uh, you know so we are definitely seeing signs of that and uh there's a uh, road rage you know you might uh, not even intend to do anything it might be totally innocent and you turn around and somebody pointing a gun at you or trying to run you off the road or cussing you out or who knows what because they're incontinent the bible said they'd be incontinent in other words they'd be out of control that has no control that just happened just a few weeks ago to one of the guys in our church you remember that he was on his way to work going down to grayson spur and uh, some guy was going slow and they passed him and that guy started getting up right behind him our guys were driving to work and uh and that guy passed him, and they got right about the stop sign. That guy rolled the window down and showed him he had a gun, <laughs> just because he passed him. Uh, that's the sign. That signs people that are just cold, absolutely cold. Yes, and so there's a lot of signs, and the Bible says pestilence. Can we? Can anybody deny? I mean, you know, the world don't see things, and they don't understand things. But anybody that has any spiritual knowledge or teaching or training at all should see plainly we're in the last days we're in the last days you know it said churches and, and christians would uh they they'd leave the truth they'd start following doctrines of devils and uh, man we've seen people that one time lived good a good holiness life and a good holiness doctrine and they start you know being charismatic and everything else um it's just that's signs of the times earthquakes wars the bible said there'd be war and you know they spent so much money on trying to have peace they 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 spend millions and millions of dollars at the united nations all the time they flood money in there then they've got nato then they've got these other accords and peace treaties but the bible said war amen war and we've got all kinds of signs. We'll look around. Uh, polio's coming back. Um, other diseases that they thought they had eradicated, uh, they're back on the scene. And then these new things, COVID-19. Well, just COVID's got, what, two or three strands now? Yeah. And then AIDS. When is, it's gone, you know, another strand comes. You can't. They can't do nothing with AIDS. There's just tons and tons of pestilence. And the Bible said pestilence in the last days. One scripture that I've heard you tell many times there in Daniel, um, chapter 12, verse 4, says, Even to the time of the end, many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. You know, one statement that I've heard practically all my life, I've heard, oh, you've preached this. I mean, they've preached this for hundreds of years. Paul thought he was coming back in his day. He still ain't coming. I'm just going to do my own thing. I mean, how many times have you heard that? How many times have you heard somebody say, well, my goodness, they've been preaching that 500 years. Whoop-de-doo. Nothing's happened. Well, for one, study. Look at statistics a little bit. If you look at earthquakes, you know, back 100 years ago, what, nothing like they are now. Just look at the statistics. You look at uh, tsunamis and hurricanes. Just look at fires. Look at deaths. Look at pestilence. Look at, I mean, unbelievable the statistics just going up and up and up as time gets closer to the coming of the lord everything's increasing yeah. then you know knowledge 
My goodness, when I was I was just telling uh, Zach's Sunday school class, I was filling in for him Sunday. I was telling them when I was a teenager, we had flip phones. When they come out with them phones with the slider keyboards, everybody went crazy because it was something different. That was when I was going to high school. Now these kids walk around with phones that are as big as a laptop. You know, they got big old huge tablets and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You walk around with the television in your pocket. <laughs> now, I mean, that's what the kid, that's what, you know, 10-year-olds are walking around with now. We have thought that was unbelievable when I just, and I'm only 30. When I was a teenager, when I was 14 or 15, knowledge being increased. You know, you can say something and it go around the entire world and back twice before the night's over. That's unbelievable. Knowledge. And uh, one thing, I'll give it right back to you. In Revelation 11, says in those two witnesses that would be killed and people all over the world for three and a half days would see their dead bodies. Well, when John was writing this, the, the, the technology of that time, you got your mail and your messages by horseback and camelback. You talk about some prophesying. You talk about some... Some prophecy coming forth. He's saying the whole world's going, well, how's the whole world going to see it? Back then it was camels and horses. Not in the last days. My goodness, you can look around. You can look around. They're they're trying to clone sheep. They're trying to clone lambs and goats. They, they are doing it. Yeah, unbelievable. They're doing, uh, I read one time where they was doing a head transplant. Yeah. Knowledge, knowledge. Yeah, medical knowledge has just exploded. Military knowledge has exploded. Technology has exploded. You know, Austin talking about how that uh, the phones have uh, evolved and uh, how how they've transpired. And, and uh, I thought Austin, I remember when there wasn't a phone. We, yeah. I, remember, I remember when the first big bag phones came out and the first car phones that you had mounted to your console. And uh, there wasn't no such thing as a phone besides the one, you know, the rotary phone. You put your finger in it and you turn it. Yeah. Hey, Amen. That's that's. Uh, my grandparents had one of those. I'm telling my age. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, technology has exploded. Yeah. And uh, we've come so far, and the church is going backwards. Of course, um, you know there there's some great denominations. As far as I'm saying, great in number. There's big denominations that was powerful at one time, and uh, they're no different than the nominal churches now. You know they 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 don't separate. They don't come apart. They don't come out from among the world any more than your your big nominal churches. They're just the same. You couldn't tell them apart from anybody else if you seen them. You know out in the world, but uh, the Bible says come out from among them and be separate. Amen. So the Lord's coming at any time, and there's no signs. But these signs are very important because they're. You know, they're just everywhere. And uh, it, the signs of the last days. And Paul said the latter times, in the latter times. And uh, you'd see all these things in First uh, Timothy and Second Timothy that uh, it's so important to understand we are living in the last days. We're living in the last times. And the Lord could come back at any moment. Amen. And then we're not promised in, uh, any time. You know, we could be here today and gone tomorrow the bible said your time's always the lord told his disciples one time he said my time's not yet but your time's always so you know it uh it it behooves us to stay ready to stay ready and watching yes sir that's exactly right we need to stay ready 
and you was talking about technology, and I was thinking about, you know, even when you was growing up and even before that, you know, if people wanted to go out and do gross sin, if you wanted to, you know, you was going to have to go to the, you know, you go to the bar, you go to the club. If someone was going to do pornography or something, they had to go down to the adult store and stuff like that. But nowadays, my goodness, the technology you've got. Uh, my phone here, um, I, I had no idea my phone had this. And I guarantee anybody that's got a smartphone's got it because it came standard with my phone. But when I click on Google Chrome, which is my browser, and Google pops up, if you click in the right corner of my phone, I go down here to Bookmarks. Bookmarks is where I have this podcast platform. I've got radio, I've got sermon notebook, and preaching, and ministry, and i got all kinds of churches and different websites. Right here next to Bookmark, I was just going real fast, not paying attention one day, and uh, I pushed this button, and it was called Incognito. And I had no idea what it was. And my whole screen went black and purple at that time. And I think it was my old phone. And I've got it on this one, too. And uh, I was like, what in the world is incognito? So I got to Googling what it was. And incognito on your phone. Parents, I want you to hear this. Because your kids might be using incognito. And what it is, is anything and everything you look at on incognito mode is automatically erased from the phone. No history, no cookies, no browser history, no nothing. It's gone. And uh, some kind of technological genius might be able to find it. But your normal person, it's gone. There's no history. You don't even have to go through and delete it. It does it for you. That's the that's the devil's taking this knowledge, and he's trying to kill the church. He's trying to yank people out. And the churches that you mentioned, you know, us holiness folks are old-fashioned because we play our own music. Nobody plays their own music hardly anymore in a lot of these churches. I've preached at a Church of God one time, and uh, they use soundtracks. Ugh, I don't like it. <laughs> they use soundtracks. These people use smoke machines, and I know a lot of them play music, but a lot of them don't. It's soundtracks. It's pre-recorded, and uh, you know you can't. How you how in the world you gonna get up there and get anointed with a soundtrack? And uh, you know, Lord's moving. You gotta you know repeat. You can't do that. Yeah. And then uh, and then you know smoke smoke machines and fog lights and they're using all this technology for nonsense we're old-fashioned because we just walk in have church play our own music preach and uh but i tell you we need to be ready we can't follow all that technology you know technology is great we're using this podcast because of technology we're using uh you know mixler and marco polo and a lot of these things are really nice very convenient you know you can order a pizza and it be ready um, you know, they, they deliver it to you. We got DoorDash. We've got FaceTime when you're away from your family. You know, they got people, the military you talked about, they could sit in an office in Washington, D.C., and they can direct a missile to hit the terrorist and hit the hit the enemy on the other side of the world just from a joystick. Yeah. That's pretty nice. Nobody's going to die as far as our side. They're just sitting in a joystick in an office. The technology that we're dealing with. And, uh, but we need to watch. We need to be ready. We need to stay clean. We need to need to watch out because the devil is going to use that same technology to try to destroy your soul. Yeah, he will. And, uh, you know, I was just sitting here thinking that scripture that I preached the other night, you was there, and just the text, I mean, the John 14, yeah. the Lord said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you unto myself. And you know, that is an encouragement. Jesus 
was giving the disciples something to hold on to and the church something to hold on to. And today, too many Christians even, they'll, they get nervous and scared and things. You know, if the preacher says, turn to the book of Revelation to take a text. And they say, oh, that scares me. That stuff scares me. And to us that are saved, that's our hope. That's our yeah. joy. That's our promise. That's what we're waiting on. That's what we're living for. That is, uh, that, that's, that's the, the ultimate there. It's when the Lord comes to get us. Amen. He's coming to deliver us. Well, that is our hope as the Christian. He's coming to deliver us. He's coming to take us out of here. He's coming so we will not feel the wrath of God. The bride of Christ shall escape his wrath. Well, we appreciate you coming on the podcast, Pastor. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode. We will have Pastor Curtis Cordell with us again. And uh, I tell you, I want to have the Vanceburg uh, Choir take us out of here on this outro. And uh, they're going to sing, He Will Deliver Us. It's off of our choir CD. My wife and Zach uh, uh, lead the song. And the choir has been backing them up. And just a wonderful song here. So I want you to listen to this song, He Will Deliver Us. Stay tuned for part number two on the coming of the Lord. And we will see you later. Says the saints who have gone before us say.